0: I remember a uh, seminary class, how to increase summer worship attendance. (laughs) But I don't remember that this was on the syllabus. (laughs) Later on in the service, I will have brief opportunity to say thank you. But I want to say thank you to the chancel choir. for showing up today and more so for your ministry to this congregation, to our broader community, and your ministry to me. You are simply the best and I am grateful. I had to decide what to wear today. I had a choice of t-shirts, about 40 or 50 grocery run (laughs) t-shirts, 30 or 40 children's and youth musical t-shirts, several pride t-shirts one john for moderator t-shirt that i kind of had forgotten about (laughs) i wore this stole however on january 20th 2001 when you all invited me to come here let us pray silence in us now any voice but your own gracious god And as we gather to worship here in this place, in this moment, invite your word to come into our hearts and our spirits and our lives. That in hearing we may obey and by obeying we might seek to serve you with all joy and delight. For we pray in Christ's name and for his sake. Amen. Our gospel lesson for the morning comes from the gospel according to the evangelist John, beginning at the 25th verse of the 14th chapter. Let us hear God's word. I have said these things to you while I am still with you. But the advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you everything and remind you of all that I have said to you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled. And do not let them be afraid. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Next week I will mark the 30th anniversary of of my ordination to Presbyterian ministry. Who knew, except maybe the Holy Spirit perhaps, who knew that some 12 years later, we would fly to Rochester for an interview, and that some 18 years later, we would find ourselves here. God moves in mysterious ways. And so with apologies for randomness, and not a little... Hubris, here we go. Bruce Springsteen, (laughs) glory Um, days, don't let them pass you by, and with these hands, and it ain't no sin to be glad you're alive, you two. we are one, we are not the same, but we get to carry each other semi every new beginning comes from some other beginning's And Eric Liddell and Chariots of Fire, I believe God made me for a purpose, but he also made me fast, and when I run, I feel his pleasure. A random Ohio State reference, Seinfeld reference, office reference. T.S. Eliot, and the church must be forever building and always decaying and always being restored. My dad, churches like this one need to stay strong. The denomination needs them and cities need them. My mom, we're proud of you and we love you. Kenneth, every Sunday after church, a report on the exact length of the sermon he had just heard. (laughs) And, every Sunday, a beautiful piece of artwork created on the bulletin, proof that you could draw and listen at the same time, or so I told myself. (laughs) Bonnie, every Sunday... And every day in between. Words and gestures of wisdom and support, articulate and invaluable. Paul Simon, I have reason to believe we all will be received in Graceland. Mary Oliver, tell me what is it you plan to do with your one wild and precious life? So that's enough of that. What will I miss? So, so much. The big things, obviously. We do big things well here, Christmas and Easter and Boar's Head and musicals. But I will also miss many little things, everyday things. The smell of the place. The calendar portion of a staff meeting. A certain transition in faithful Lord of all things living. The picture of Lillian Alexander as a reminder to all of us. Greeting Chris Bench before a session meeting. Praying with the choir before church. Asking the junior choir why they were all wearing the same color robe and having them look back at me quizzically when I thought it was so very clever that I asked them that. (laughs) Watching us still trying to figure out how intention works. Colleagues. The sunlight coming through the east windows of the chapel, tater tots at Kabat's on a Wednesday night. New ventures that sought to be creative and reflect our vision and our values. The East Avenue Grocery Run, Great Schools for All, Urban Presbyterians Together, Riverside Neighbors, Rain, Rock Salt Center. Sometimes I led, and sometimes I was smart enough to get out of the way. The most interesting thing, Easter worship at the Eastman Theater. Do you remember that day? It seems kind of ridiculous now to think that we even attempted it, but what a spectacular day that was. The most lasting thing, the renovation and restoration of this space and nearly every other space in the place. It's hard sometimes to remember what this place looked like before. It was important to do, and we did it, thanks to extraordinary generosity of time and energy and money. It's time for another. I regret I didn't get us there but I do hope you will be equally generous with your resources when that moment comes and in fact going forward as much as I can say this today I would encourage your generosity in all sorts of ways there are often well-documented trends in these transitions people hold back kind of wait and see so perhaps you treat this time not as an opportunity to retrench but an opportunity and invitation to do just the opposite. Be generous with your time. Show up, say yes when asked, and be generous with your money. The most meaningful thing, being with so many of you in life transitions, births, weddings, illnesses, treatments, endings, but in particular, the end of life moments. What a tremendous honor to share that journey. It is humbling and awesome and a ceaseless reminder that in life and in death, we belong to God. The most sustaining thing, being given the opportunity to seek to be an effective leader and a faithful colleague and an impactful voice in the presbytery and city. When that worked, by the grace of God, I am grateful. And when it didn't, I'm sorry. The most important thing, seeking Sunday after Sunday to do what a colleague once said we are all called to do, to keep the rumor of God alive to proclaim the love and justice of God, the narrative of Jesus and its powerful claim on our lives, the call of the church to seek the light, especially in this rapidly evolving culture. There was no greater privilege and no more daunting challenge than to stand in front of you for this sustained conversation. And when you showed up and leaned in, I was thankful indeed. What I want you to remember. Remember your story. It is expansive and it is unique and it matters. Remember its contours and its trajectories because it will help you discern where you are headed. And at the same time, don't be bound by it. Remember your voice. On a day like today, in the tragic and maddening shadow of El Paso, Texas, and Dayton, Ohio, and so many others, when we can feel so helpless and ineffective, know that you are not. This congregation has a calling, I believe, to share its voice in the city of Rochester, in the Presbyterian Church, and I'm often surprised, but people listen. Remember your baptism. Everything else flows from it, everything. At the time of the campaign, we debated long and hard about this baptismal font. We had the pulpit and the table down pretty well, but this font, where should it go? How big should it be? And I'm grateful now that it is as big as it is, and that it occupies this place of privilege. That's not accidental. When I mentioned big words a week ago, like covenant and sovereignty and grace, those are baptism words. Remember yours, and remember everybody's. I pondered what scripture passages to choose for today because the lectionary was not on point. So I went back to my totems. Susan read from the prophet Isaiah who reminds us that God is always about doing a new thing. Which seems obvious in this moment, a new thing for me and a new thing for you, and I believe that. But it is more particular than that and more expansive. God doing new things continually. But Isaiah reminds us that we too have a rule. Do we perceive those new things? How do we perceive them? Are we open and creative and bold enough to respond? And when I applied to seminary, I was asked to supply a favorite scripture passage. What I didn't know then could fill a book. And I replied with this gospel passage from John. Jesus' gift of the peace that the world cannot give seems so poignant on a morning like this. What does it look like for us to accept the gift? without hesitation and without anxiety, and what does it look like to share that same gift with a world hungrier than ever, even when it doesn't know it or act like it, for this gift of peace. Given all of that, I equally pondered a sermon title. There were several working titles, Seeking the Light, which I think still to be a good tagline, like a child at home, which we just heard from our brilliant choir and which is a lovely, if not a partial understanding of church and faith. But I settled on this, urgency and hope. It's the title of my rarely tended to and even lesser read website. And it's on the bracelet that I wear on my wrist it's a phrase taken from the Presbyterian Church's Confession of 1967, which focuses rightly on the call to reconciliation and which has been my theological traveling companion. And after saying all of the things that a confession says about Jesus, about the Bible, about our call to racial and global and economic and sexual reconciliation, It says this, With an urgency born of this hope, with an urgency born of this hope, the church applies itself to present tasks and strives for a better world. It does not identify limited progress with the kingdom of God on earth, nor does it despair in the face of disappointment and defeat. In steadfast hope, THE CHURCH LOOKS BEYOND ALL PARTIAL ACHIEVEMENT TO THE FINAL TRIUMPH OF GOD. LONG BEFORE YOU OR I WERE AROUND, THE CHURCH BELIEVED THAT. AND LONG AFTER YOU AND I ARE GONE, I PRAY, THE CHURCH WILL STILL BELIEVE THAT. THAT WE HAVE SHARED THE JOURNEY OF THIS VISION and sought to live it and proclaim it here together for such a time as this. I am grateful indeed. Thank you, and thanks be to God. Amen.